Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. Do you want to mention that uh, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Uh, Brendan, you won't believe this. That word you used, Fugazi, did you know uh, John Sexsmith has just sent me a text. Thanks, John, for listening. Fugazi was an American punk rock band formed in Washington, D.C. back in 1986. Did you know this? Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> that I did not know. Okay. <laughs> so John used to host a show called Noise Pollution on CJSR, and uh, his on-air persona was Phil Harmonic. And I used to go on as a guest uh, and talk hockey with him back in, like, 19... 19- 88, 89, 89, 90. And I know in April of 1990, I picked the Oilers to win the cup that year. And that was a, a big, and it was because of how well they played at Christmas time. Don Sherry, on New Year's Eve, the Oilers played the Winnipeg Jets. You can look this up in the 89, 90 season. And Don Sherry during the second intermission said the Oilers were going to win the Stanley Cup. They'd won 10 straight games. They'd lost that game in Winnipeg. We have had some re- response to Dan's text saying, uh, yo, yo, Bob Stoffer doesn't give in. The orders are too cheap. Uh, Tyler has been kind enough to text us, and he says, Bob, uh, self-entitled Dan sounds like a strong supporter of uh, Justin Trudeau. I don't know about that. That's, you know what? Just, just so everybody is aware, on this show, we support oil and gas, okay? The team's name is called The Orders. The show's called Orders Now. Uh, but you are allowed to be a supporter of other political parties that don't necessarily support oil and gas as much and still like the Edmonton Oilers. That's okay. We have room for everybody on our ship. What was the famous line from Michael Jordan? Republicans buy sneakers shoe, uh, too, referring to the uh, the the running shoes back in the day. So there you have it. And man, oh man, oh wait, Farmer Ed is taking task to me on uh, the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I'm guessing the reason why you were a bit late today is you had to get some blood pressure medication. You've been wanting Lindholm for weeks. Well, I wasn't late for this show. We were stuck behind the... There's a train on 50th Street. Everybody that drives in the southeast part of Edmonton knows. Were you stuck behind it today too, Kellen? Uh, I've been stuck in that line in the past 
So I know, I feel your pain, Bob. You feel my pain. It happens. It's all right. You know, we still need trains to run too. Anyways, I'm guessing the reason you're a bit late today is that you had to get uh, some blood pressure medication. You've been wanting Lindholm for weeks. I'm sure you said almost two weeks ago that you didn't think we needed any trade. I don't think I said that. All right. My expectation is the orders will make a couple moves. Uh, they made one. They went out and got Corey Perry. I still think they're going to make another one. Now you're sobbing. Why the flip-flop? Are you scared of the Canucks now? Thanks from Farmer Ed. Um, I think... Have I not respected Vancouver every step of the way, Brendan? Did I not say they've been relentless in improving their team? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I did hear that. I know what a farmer Ed's talking about, though. He, um, he last week, week before, maybe, we're talking about, like, the Oilers playing the way they are at full health right now. Right. You don't need to make a giant ad. Right. Giant and and Holm would have been a giant he ad. Would've. He would have. Now, remember, remember when Ottawa went out and got Chikrin? And, like, Craig Button just ripped the Oilers for not stepping up and getting Chikrin. And then Edmonton ended up getting Matias Eckholm. What if the player that the Oilers... Like, what do they need? I, I, I think they need another top-nine player, preferably a right shot. And if it's a right shot, can he play center? So are we looking at Colton Sissons? Are any, is he as good as Lindholm? No. He's cheaper, but is he as good? No. Uh, who's the guy in Washington? Um, Nick Dowd. Nick Dowd. You know, if they got really creative, they can make something happen there. Like if Washington ate some money on that deal. And that's not just coming up on this show. I've read that on Frank's site, his oh, yeah. trade list as well. Nick Dowd is going somewhere other than Washington. Washington also has Nick Jensen, uh, and they got Charlie Lingren. Like, do they trade all three of them? Uh, I, I corresponded with somebody today with the that's around the caps a bit. He was over in England, but uh, anyhow... You can figure out who it was. You probably saw it on Twitter. All right. Uh, we're pretty honest on this show, right? We don't lie. We tell you I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. This show is called Oilers Now. Uh, Ron McLean is currently working a live event as we speak, but that did not stop uh, us from hooking up with him earlier today. Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is a game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino on 131st Avenue in Fort Road. Here's Ron. Ron, you're a busy man. We appreciate you squeezing in some time for us. And as always, uh, we're completely upfront and honest with our listeners. Yes, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, and this is known as a pre-tape. What's shaking? Well, first of all, Brendan Escott, thank you for being the technical coordinator and making this happen. And I was going to pass the phone. I'm w- I've just left a room with Brian Burke. I was going to hand the phone to him, but you've had him on. Then I was going to hand it to Ellie Friedman, but you've had him on. So some fresh news. And, and this is a neat story. Uh, it's kind of tales from the washrooms and the bowels of Scotiabank Arena downtown Toronto on the evening of All-Star Thursday. What happened is I'm in washing my hands, and there's a gentleman about three sinks over washing his hands. And he says, Ron, does this ever get old for you? And I said, no, actually, the All-Star is kind of special to me because my first kind of aha moment in broadcasting the NHL was the 88 All-Star in St. Louis. Mario Lemieux had 3-3, three and three, and he was a MVP of the game that night, and I got to interview a boyhood idol, Glenn Hall. And so it always feels special to do the All-Star. And I said, what's your story? He said, well, 
I'm with the Oilers. My name is Lindsay Gullett, and I'm in charge of uh, the in-house production that goes on at Rogers Place, and this is my first ever All-Star game. So what you experienced in 88 in St. Louis is happening for me right now. And he says, you know, Ron, uh, I grew up in a small town south of Brandon, Manitoba, where my dad was a referee for 40 years and my sister was a referee for 20 years. So we kind of followed your career as an official. And uh, isn't it funny that here you and I are at All-Star Weekend in Toronto? So he lives in St. Albert, and I don't know if you know him, Bob. But oh, I, I, I know him. Sure, he works for Michael Bob Ross. Lindsay Gullet. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I so see. He, they put his hat in the ring for uh, a job as part of the – and it's a massive show tonight. Uh, they have the PWHL women's game. They have uh, Man of the Year Award honors the 67 Leafs team. And obviously the draft is, uh, is an unbelievable proposal. They're having players with skates on being drafted with uh, all the famous, you know, helping to move and shake tonight. So quite a night. Uh, I do recall uh, the one year Joffrey Lupel ended up as part of the selection team. That might have been, uh, I was like, well, it would have been like 13, like 20, maybe 13, 14 that season. He was, it was the lone year he was actually at the All-Star game. And uh, I had text Jordan Eberle and he just didn't want to go last. And he goes, I go, well, you have to do Lupul's golf tournament out at Blackhawk for uh, Al Prokop, the father of uh, Luke Prokop and uh, Josh. Josh Josh is the captain of the the Alberta Golden Bears. And uh, Luke, as we all know, is the first openly gay uh, drafted uh, NHL player. And, uh, and of course, Jordan's like, well, absolutely, I'll do anything not to go last. And, of course, it ended up being Phil Kessel going, I, I, I. and then the next year, Ovechkin wanted, the one year he wanted to go last, and then he didn't end up, I don't know. Uh, so how much pressure do you think's under those guys? And, and I'll be honest, I was very rarely picked last in a lot of things. Um, I was one of those kids that, you know, I was a mesoforth, so I, I looked like I was 22 when I was 12. Uh, but uh, how much do you, are, do you think guys are better natured handling it now? What, what, what do you think? They don't want it to happen to them. I can guarantee you that. Everybody's uh, got pride. But but they usually choose, like in the case of Phil Kessel, they knew he would be in on the joke and could take yes. the joke. They, yeah. You know, that, he, he played in the big smoke in Toronto, he, so he was a well-known uh, personality. You wouldn't do that to somebody who's coming through his first game and is a bit shy. Right. Uh, and, and but I will say, you know, it's uh, I don't know who how it the order will be. David Amber and John Butchergrass ran through rehearsal probably two hours ago, and uh, the fact of the matter is, obviously the celebrities Will Arnett and Tate McRae and Michael Bublé and Justin Bieber. Imagine those four are here, and they'll be in on the selections. So I don't know who goes last. Uh, but it will be, I guess who goes second last is actually the one who will pull the trigger on that uh, infamy. But you know, or maybe you don't, Bob, because you're younger than me, but the Canadian Tire had a commercial back in the day where Albert oh, yes. was last in, Absolutely. You know, in a shitty, And it was a beautiful campaign, and Albert ends up being the hero of the hour later under the bright lights. So whoever it is, I hope that happens for them. And I, I was just reading Buble saying the other day, you know, his thrill of the All-Star weekend is that he knows that 10% of his life is what happens on the stage and 90% of it is what happens outside of on the stage and all the hard work that goes into it. So it's an honor for him and his fellow uh, musicians to be here and, and recognize birds of a feather. Uh, Albert, Albert, Albert. That's how the yes. CT commercial ended. And there was another one a, a little bit before that that I worked into... The and I'm a little bit embarrassed by it now, but I know you would find this hard to believe. We were joined by Ron McLean from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He joins us every Thursday in Oilers now, courtesy of our friends at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Um, 
In the early 1980s, there was the Rocket Richard Grecian formula. Yes, oh, of course. And two minutes for looking so good. And uh, long story short, Bobby Smith was in Edmonton on the second of a back-to-back. They'd been in Calgary the night before, and he'd gotten in a fight, and he had two black eyes. And it was dead quiet at uh, the Coliseum, and my friend's dad got us tickets in a row four. And... and uh, Ron, I have some jack in my voice when I want to. Like, I can really let her rip, right? Like, and, and so he's skating to the bench, and with my uh, baritone, dulcet tones, I had a, hey, Bobby, two-minute for looking so good. And the entire Minnesota bench turned around and started Well, laughing. Will Arnett, who's uh, the non-musician in the group of celebrities, of course, from 30 Rock and Arrested Development and Blades of Glory and so on, and Smart Less, uh, his great podcast, uh, he's got that ability. Bobby and and he does uh, I think it's GMC Trucks that's yeah. his, uh, probably his biggest client but they bring him in and, and you should do the same you and Rod Smith over at TSN probably the three big baritones that I know well oh, actually Amber David Amber could do those commercials too but I could never yeah all right hey uh, what did uh, did a uh, little bit of a surprise last uh, I'm not surprised yeah. the Canucks moved well, early it's that's modus operandi isn't it for uh, uh, yes. for Jim Rutherford that's sort of been his uh, part of what he, I mean, Ron, they've made six trades this season, Vancouver. What'd you think? I'm a little shocked that Calgary is sort of feeding into their success. You know, that's the only part that I look at and say, you know, and, and you, I told Brian Burke uh, while we were just having a coffee earlier that you used a phrase uh, on the show yesterday at some point, uh, negative trade equity. Yes. contract that Kuzmenko held. Uh, you know, as Brian, I think, told you, you know, they looked at him in Pittsburgh. They definitely were high on Kuzmenko and lots of teams are on his offensive capability, but the contract, as you said, was a was something to consider. And, you know, for, for uh, Calgary now to twice have fed uh, pretty important pieces to the Vancouver Canuck run, I don't know why. It just seems uh, unusual that, you know, that's a Pacific Division rival and, uh, you know, for Craig Conroy, that's going to be, uh, or maybe the fans, more to the point, uh, a tough one to swallow. But you're right, Jimmy Rutherford uh, gets it done, gets it done early. That's his history and the fact they've made all these trades is uh, proof that it can be done and and I'll be, but you know Rutherford's been around the, the block long enough to be able to engineer it and it's a it's a hell of a, an acquisition for the Canucks because you can have two great lines or three. Yeah, no question about it. We're joined uh, by Ron McLean. So, the, the, the you know, the Canucks have been active, the Flames and, and I don't know whether or not that same opportunity would have been there uh, for Edmonton. And then in terms of Kuzmenko, I mean, given the fact that Rick Tockett didn't, he wasn't exactly enamored with this guy. I mean, I'm, somebody suggested to me that maybe Calgary turn, tries to turn around and flip him. I, I can't see that happening with Andre Kuzmenko. Um, but I, I well, do. He's a, he, for, for me, Bob, he's a good player to get for a rental. You know, I, I think a lot of people assume that Rutherford would only do this if he knew he could sign Lindholm, but I don't know that that's the case. I think that, uh, as John Shannon mentioned to you yesterday, uh, they realize, Vancouver, that they've got, uh, you know, a tiger by the tail in Edmonton in the same division. And so they need to really ramp up to be ready for the Oilers. And uh, that, that's probably, you know, why they did it. And as far as uh, Kuzmenko, as I say, many people have 
him, despite the contract, you know, five plus is, is maybe too much, but uh, there's still a lot of people who are high on his offense. So yeah. that that's the justification for the Flames. And, and as uh, Sam Cosentino said last night, I, I might have my own opinion. I can't seem to think of it right now. I've got everyone else's. But Cosentino said, Huberto being a passer, maybe this will be a you know a marriage made in heaven. And on the Oilers' side, you already got your trade with uh, Corey Perry signing. Well, and, and we do expect more being done. Rob McLean joining us right now. Speaking of Edmonton, the 16-game winning streak, isn't it ironic? We get out of this all-star break, and I realize that's the focus. Uh, but Vegas in Super Bowl week on Tuesday night, Edmonton with a chance to tie the NHL record. Yes, the media will be all uh, gathered. So I remember when I went through a contract impasse in 2002, the only reason it was a story is that the uh, speech from the throne was happening that day. So all of the media in Canada were on high alert in the nation's capital, and they happened to see on the ticker, McLean leaves hockey net in Canada. Oh, that's more interesting than that budget speech. So I got the break. Uh, And as a result, when the Oilers tie the record, uh, it'll be big, big news because everybody's on high alert. And, uh, yeah, kudos to them. I just think, you know, I keep being so impressed by the way they cut down on the goals against. Uh, There's there's no question, you know, Berkey and I were just saying, poor Woodcroft, you know, he's going to look as a footnote, uh, you know, who was the guy that, you know, they were able to turn that fortune so dramatically when he got fired. And that's that's the unfairness of it all. But I can't deny uh, Chris has made such a difference and Paul on the defensive side of things um, that their full value uh, top to bottom. It's it's not just and, and that's tonight here at the All-Star we're honoring the 1967 Leafs. And most people remember the big names, Dave Keon and uh, Frank Mahovlich and George Armstrong. But what they don't know is that it was actually the young guns who, who were the difference. Uh, a guy named Brian Conacher was a rookie. And he, he went in in the first round. They were playing, Toronto was playing Chicago, who were the regular season champions, 20 points above Toronto. And in the early part of the series, the captain, George Armstrong, got hurt. So they took the kid, Brian Conacher, and put him up on right wing with Frank Mahovlich and Red Kelly. And he scored two goals in the deciding game, shut down Bobby Hall. And he was one difference maker. Pete Stamkowski was another. Ronnie Ellis was another. And Mike Walton became their power play guy, like a Corey Perry. They had Mike Walton was his name, and he had four goals and seven points. So it, it, it wasn't the famous ones. It wasn't the over-the-hill gang that delivered the cup. It was, like you're seeing this year, a guy like Ryan McLeod suddenly elevated to that top line. And you're, you're talking a lot about what Dylan Holloway might represent. For sure, for sure, Warren Fogle playing on his off wing, which is what Brian Conacher did back in 67. He was a left-hand shot, went up on right wing, and that's why he faced Bobby Hall. But Fogle, for me, has just been outstanding. Yeah, a guy at Knobloch knows really well. Now, Brian Conacher, uh, he did some, did he not work, work the 72 Summit Series? Yes. Foster yes. and he were the were the so his story is amazing. First of all, his father's Lionel Conacher, who the was big the train, athlete right? of the year. That's right. First uh, half of the century uh, of the twentieth century, his dad was athlete of the year. Uh, and then Brian played in the Olympics in '64 in Innsbruck, Austria. Scored seven and seven. He had a hat trick against the Americans. Uh, on the other side of his career, he was, as you said, color guy for the '72 series. And he was Kurt Gowdy's color man for the Olympics in 1976. So he's a great storyteller, great teacher. Interesting stuff. Uh, you said 88 uh, was your first All-Star game. Were you in Edmonton in 89 when Wayne came back with the LA I King? was. You know, and that that's a, a funny story, too. I remember we were to interview Mario and Wayne together. And by now, the rivalry was on, right? They'd won the Canada Cup. Mario is MVP in 88. And so they have the two of them. We're going to do an interview, sit down with me at the Westin Hotel. 
Mario arrives first, and now there's this awkward like 10 to 50 minutes where we're waiting on Wayne, and he had so many commitments. Those were the years before the trading card boom, and players weren't normally spun 100 different directions, but Wayne always was, of course. So we're waiting on Gretzky, and he rolls in, and he says to Mario right away, he says, hey, I see you just did an interview for Playboy magazine. And that kind of brought a smile or a wink to Mario immediately. And he says, yes. He says, uh, have you ever done one? And Wayne said, yeah, I did mine in 85. He said, guy came into the room and he sat down with a tape recorder and he said, now look, Wayne, I have to tape the interview just so I get it right. If you're ever uncomfortable with a question, just wave your hands and I'll turn the machine off. So he starts the interview with Wayne, this Playboy guy, and he says, you know, what's your uh, ideal uh, woman? What's she like? And uh, that's tough enough. Then he says, and what's your perfect romantic night? So he said, Wayne said, I'm starting to sweat. And then uh, he gets to the point, he says, what do you feel about monogamy? And Wayne waves his arms frantically and the guy shuts off the tape recorder and the reporter says, so you don't believe in monogamy he said, no i'm sorry sir but what is monogamy <laughs> <laughs> and that helped to relax uh, mario but i will say the interview was a disaster because poor mario so intimidated by wayne right he just said whatever wayne said i agree but it was nice to have them together and it was a it was a special all-star there you go uh that is ron mcclain joining us uh live from the all well on a pre-tape he's working the all-star game as we speak ron makes appearances every thursday in orders now for century casino edmonton every day is a game day at century casino sports bar and lounge head to century casino on 131st and fort road louis debrusque is going to pull double duty next week he's going to join us tuesday before the game against vegas and then in his normal thursday slot he is out of town as we speak it is 553 in edmonton when we come back we are going to get to uh oilers now trivia it's a doozy when we return i just i gotta read this text because it made me laugh ds bar has texas bob i listen so i can get your input your guest input brennan's input and the odd chance to debate with you uh when you read a text if somebody's listening to a radio show looking for swag go buy a lotto ticket uh, great show. Keep it up. P.S. I'm just wondering, says DS Bar, does Justin Trudeau have a radio show? Because he seems to give a lot of away things, uh, uh, seems to give, be giving things away for free a lot more these days. That one comes to us from DS Bar. <laughs> you know, I think the whole thing, what was, it, what was the dude's name that was, uh, was it Dan? I think Dan was kind of half joking with me, just, you know, on uh, not coming through and not having enough swag on the show. Here we go. It is Oilers Now Trivia, brought to you all season long by Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets. All correct answers in February have a chance to win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. Check out proamsports.ca or visit them in the store on 127 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. All right, we've kind of hinted to this. We might have even referenced the two names. It's not that hard. Uh, Reed Wilkins and myself will be doing our respective shows, Oilers Now and Inside Sports, tomorrow night at Claire Drake Arena from 5 until 8. The question for you today, name the two former Edmonton Oilers that are the head coaches of the Alberta Golden Bears and the UBC Thunderbirds. We need both the coaches. One of them is coming up today at 6.35 on the show. Name the two former Edmonton Oilers that are the respective head coaches of the Alberta Golden Bears and the UBC Thunderbirds. Off to a global... Did you text me who's uh, doing the news here? Did, did I? Uh, you can just jump on the mic. Uh, I think it's Thomas Dias tonight. Thomas is up next with a global news weather traffic update. Then Reed Wilkins and Brendan and myself. Uh, we are going to undoubtedly keep you going here because we're going to do a report cards. You're not going to want to miss that. This is Oilers Now.